0: There are two theories that I'm convinced are coming true at the same time. So in this episode, I want to introduce you to three different people who came up with two theories over the last 100 years or so. And I actually think all the the chaos and the disruption and the, oh my gosh, what is that that's happening in the economy and the workforce right now that we're all feeling I think that it's the collision of these two theories at the same time, and you know what causes an earthquake, right? Those two plates rubbing up against each other is slipping, and that that movement underground, those plates moving, um, give, you, give you an earthquake. And I think that's what's causing the seismic shift, as Dolite calls it in the uh, in the workforce right now so i'm going to introduce you to these three folks the two theories and see what you think and then we'll we'll talk briefly about okay so therefore what what do i need to do as a leader let's do that in this episode leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe i'm russ hill i help build leaders and this is the culture hacks podcast I hope you're doing well. Hope you're healthy. Hope your uh, family is as well. It looked like this COVID thing was going away, and I know you can't say the word COVID without somebody getting ticked or creating some kind of controversy or polarization. But whatever you think about it, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. I just, I, uh, I hope you're healthy, and I hope your family is as well as we adjust to life in a pandemic. Certainly, it's like waves, right? Um, just, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, let me introduce you to a couple, well, three different people. The first one is, uh, is Ronald Coase and Ronald Coase is a guy you've never heard of. And if you have, why didn't you tell me <laughs> about him? Uh, he was, he was born in the early 1900s and, uh, the son of two postal workers in England ended up. Becoming a uh, a professor in Chicago, a business professor, economics, and uh, and won the Nobel Prize. In fact, he was given the, a Nobel Prize in 1991 for a paper that he wrote back in 1937. And uh, so you you picture you picture the U.S. the world coming out of the Great Depression and this industrial revolution that was kicking up and this transformation that was happening from the farm to the factory. And it's so easy, isn't it, for us to to think of the world as always existing the way it does today, that everything always looked as it does today. And the older I get, and some of you will be able to relate, others are too young to get this yet. But the older I get, the more I think, oh wow, fifty years ago wasn't that long ago? Oh, a hundred years ago? Oh, the printing press like that was not that long ago. And Anyway, the, the, the great depression, not that long ago and world wars, not that long ago. And so you realize that society actually changes quite a bit and, and it's almost like we're surprised when it happens, right? Like, wait, there's massive disruption, massive changes that are happening. And how are we going to adjust for what's going to be tomorrow? I thought that the world was going to look like it does today. Well, that hasn't been the case through history. And uh, and certainly the last few years have been a reminder of uh, of the of the massive changes that can happen. So Ronald Coase writes this paper as an undergraduate called The Nature of the Firm. And the word firm is what he used to describe corporations. So picture the world he lives in 1930s. He's an undergraduate college student and he writes this paper that you can Google the nature of the firm. Just make sure you got your reading glasses on and your brain all ready to go because you you just have to read a few things from um, generations ago to realize we really dumb things down today. (laughs) And we we write in a way books and papers and, and news articles and all of that. We write in a way that doesn't really require our brain to do much work. That's not the way they used to write. They used to write in a way that made your brains think, what does that word mean? And let me analyze that sentence and and process it. We don't do that anymore uh, or rarely anyway. Um, So if you read the nature of the firm, just be ready, (laughs) be ready to spend some intellectual power reading it. I'll give you the gist of it, though. Um, what you really need to know is Ronald Coase predicted that it, that over time there would be that the corporations, the world would be dominated by corporations. Organizations would get much larger. And he gets into in the paper why he thinks that's the case. That's not the world he lives in. He lives in this world of agriculture that's shifting to factories. He sees this and 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 theorizes about it, writes a paper. And decades later, when I think he was in his sixties, so he wrote the paper in college in his sixties, he's awarded a Nobel prize for, Hey, you were onto something. And, um, so Ronald Coase theory, the trend is bigger corporations. Have we seen that come to fruition? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, I think it was in the last episode or one of the recent ones that talked about Amazon hiring half a million, wait, scratch that Amazon creating half a million positions in the year 2020 just insane numbers and in whatever industry you're in you're probably seeing consolidation you might be part of it so is is the corporation getting bigger yes the organization getting bigger yes that's happening and we could spend the rest of the episode giving examples of that in data and numbers we're not going to just know that's one trend now let me go to a um Another trend, and I need to I need to look up these because I always get their names wrong. So another theory, who uh, that was that was uh, put forth in the 1990s, was by um, two men, James Davidson and William Reese Mogg. Uh Davidson's an American um, finance guy, uh, investor, and William Reese smog is over in England and uh, involved in, in publications, and he ends up, he, he's got some notoriety over there. Um, for those of you who live in England, um, that, that's a very rough uh, introduction to them. They wrote this book that was a deep dive into history, their take on history, kind of the evolution of society and a prophecy, if you will, predictions on the future. And the name of the book is significant. The Sovereign Individual, The Sovereign Individual. Um, And I seriously doubt that any of you have ever read this book. It's the book hardly anyone's ever read, except for a very interesting group that I've discovered as we are writing and researching our upcoming book, The Great Resignation. Um, What I discovered is this is a book that practically every CEO in Silicon Valley is very familiar with. The, uh, the founder of PayPal, um, he called it the most, um, what was the phrase he used? Influential, I think is the the term he used. Uh, the most influential book or the book that's had the most impact on him that he's ever read. The Sovereign Individual. And let me give you the overview on this. Again, you can Google it. You can read it. Uh, you're going to have to have your brain on. And And many theories that they advanced have not come true. Um didn't prove to be right, but there are things that they did get right, or at least I think they got right. And you can tell by the title what what their theory is, right? The sovereign individual. So you've got Ronald Coe saying the organization's going to get gigantic. And then you've got um, Reese Mogg and Davidson saying the individual is going to face a resurgence. And they they were writing about the information revolution, the information revolution, age and the advent of the computer and technology now keep in mind um, mark zuckerberg's 12 years old when they write their book okay so no facebook instagram social media and that doesn't that's not here yet um but jobs and uh and gates have made their computers the cubicle has transformed the workplace people have moved from from, uh, from factories into office buildings, primarily working in cubicles. That's where a ton of, you know, the professional class, if you will, um, uh, of society works. And, and, and these two guys think, oh, wow, the trends we're seeing, the technology, the age of information, the individual is going to make a resurgence. It, the, the individual is going to become much more powerful And institutions are going to have less power. So were they right? They wrote that theory and I think it was 96. Um, And uh, at least it was in the 1990s. Were they right? I think that they were. I think both of these trends are actually colliding. So you see consolidation and companies getting bigger. But at the same time, you see the individual gaining tremendous power as well. And we could we could do a deep dive. This is a lot of what we're writing about in the first couple of chapters of the Great Resignation is detailing this and kind of us telling the story of it. And to me, it's fascinating. And it's so important for us as leaders to know these dynamics that are going on out there because it's likely to continue. I mean, anything could happen in the future, but these are the realities we're dealing with right now. The individual has much more power. Well, what's what's caused that? Let's go through just a few things. And if you if you think about everything from the Me Too movement to the Arab spring, to the, um, to the election of Donald Trump. No institution predicted Donald Trump would win. Instead, it was a bunch of individuals who weren't organized really collectively who led to his, his ascension, right? This very non, whatever you think of him, whether you love him or you hate him, I don't care, but his, his election is something that will be studied for generations, right? Right. And and whether it was a fluke or whether it was a sign of societal change, I think it's a sign of societal change in that Donald Trump really uh, represented, made no bones about it, power to the individual and screw the organization or the institution. Right. And so if you if you think back to whether it was a printing press and how that damaged the institutional church by giving, you know, Martin Luther power to go out and circulate his ideas. All the way to the invention of social media and the term influencer and, and just so many different movements that you could see so many different things that have happened that have given power to individuals and think about in the business world. Now in the economy, it's so much easier for me to circumvent the organization and go directly to the customer, whether it's a site like Upwork, LinkedIn, or Etsy, or you name it. The list is long, right? Uber. Uber. It's so much easier for me, I can I can circumvent the cab company and and give power to myself as a driver to make money in my own community. And so uh, I, I think that Davidson and Reese Mogg were totally right too. Their theory is absolutely playing out right now. And to me, it's the collision of these two. How's it gonna play out in 10, 15, 50 years from now? I don't know. It's really, really interesting. This stuff fascinates me. The trends that are that are happening um, under the surface, if you will, and one of the one of the things that I've noticed as I stand back and and look at the horizon and look at the last ten years of my life. And the personal experiences that I've had working with a ton of different leaders and a ton of different organizations. And then you look at societal trends and all these things. What you start to think is, yeah, the individual is gaining tremendous power through lots of different things and they're, they're poised to flex it. And so the organization, although getting bigger and consolidating is actually, you could argue in some ways it's gaining power but in a lot of ways, it's losing it as well. Okay. So that's why when I, I just went to a convenience store to grab a drink and, uh, it, it just, uh, just like 20 minutes ago. And that's why on the, the sign on the door, they're desperate for people. And, and the, the, the hiring sign w- was a $500 bonus, a $500 bonus just for going to work on the, at the convenience store. Well, how long are you going to last? What's the turnover at a convenience store? Like three days? You know what I mean? And 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 you see Amazon offering incentive. I mean, tons of companies are offering signing bonuses right now, right? Great power going to the individual. So therefore what, right? What, what, so what impact does this have on all of us? I think it's just really important for us as leaders. And I've talked about this and, you know, it's kind of a theme. One of the things that it's either a curse for you or it's a, uh, a blessing for you um, in that I, as when I write a book, I end up sharing a lot of the ideas in this podcast. It's a forum for me to kind of say out loud what I've been researching and what we've been writing. And I'm so deep in in uh, in writing this book right now trying to get it finished and uh and so you're getting you're getting some of that out loud obviously me me sharing some of the ideas that were and theories we were formulating in the book but my 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 takeaway from a lot of this stuff is number one you just need to be aware of it so that you can you can describe it and i, I one of the organizations i was at uh, in fact this week uh, and I was presenting some of these findings to, to the group. They, they one of the one of the executives in the room said, ah, Russ, as, as, I, as I, I had a wall of whiteboards and I was just putting up numbers and mapping out a bunch of stuff that's been going on that I that I just talked about in this episode, as well as in previous episodes, all stuff from the book. And um, and one of the one of the executives said, Russ, you you're finally describing helping me visualize what I'm feeling. This is what you're showing me what I'm feeling. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't really describe it. I couldn't put terms to it. And I, and I'm feeling this in my position in this global company that they work for. Um, and, and so I think that's, I think that's the value of this for me is, oh, that's, I can describe it. I can look at the trends. I can look at the data and go, that's what I'm feeling so that I've got a better idea that, that helps me know how to respond to it. Okay. And, uh, and so w- what do you do about it? You, what you need to know is that that the, <laughs> the individual is getting more powerful, regardless of how big the firm or organizations are getting. Therefore, I have to do more as a leader. We talked about this in the last episode. I have to do more as a leader or as an organization to keep them engaged. And I should anticipate, based on these trend lines, that. I'm probably not going to be able to ask people to work the exact same way that we've always asked them to work. And some of you are in industries that will be more impacted by this in the short term and others, it might be, might be years before you're impacted Um, And it's even debatable if you'll ever be impacted. I think you will. But so as an organization, I've got to be more and as a leader, I got to be more flexible. I got to think differently. I got to be more creative. I've got to find ways to incentivize people to come to work for us and to stay here. And I and I've got to know that there's tremendous. They've got tremendous freedom. Um, I've been in I've left jobs over the years. Right. So. Um, I, and I've gone from this industry to that industry, to that industry, very different from my, my dad and his dad and and generations. And some of you have, your careers are similar to mine. Others, you've been in the same industry in the same company, maybe for a long time. You're the unique one. Now I'm, I'm the one that's less rare. And, um, and as I, it's interesting for me to think about, because when I've gone to leave an organization, it's taken an enormous amount of time thinking about it, pondering, praying about it, um, being nervous about it, just because it's so it, it's so scary or frightening like oh, th- this organization that I work for provides so much security and it's it's such a big part of my even who I am, my identity. and and if I'm without it, Oh my gosh, can I survive? And, and what would that look like? And I've got to really be careful about this and that. And, uh, and that's just becoming less and less true. And, uh, and I certainly have experienced it because I'm part of the great resignation. I'm one of those that left, um, a company and, uh, and, and the dynamics in the economy right now in the marketplace are make it so much easier for the individual to thrive than than they did um, maybe, maybe even five years ago. So just a, l- a bunch of thoughts on my, on, on my uh, racing through my mind. I hope it made sense to you. I'm g- going to keep sharing this stuff until we put the book out, which it's just a few weeks away. We're getting closer and closer um, to, to wrapping it up. And I'm, I'm super excited for it to go out into the marketplace and for executives, leaders around the world to be able to consume it and realize, oh, that's what's going on. Because I haven't found anything that puts all of this together and really maps it out and and describes that there's that there's a seismic shift going on in the workplace and it, it didn't start with COVID. This, this theory, that's why, that's why I introduced you to these people in this episode. They were writing papers in the thirties and they were writing papers in the nineties. And then when you, I was just putting a, a chart into one chapter last night, um, from the, uh, the society of human resource managers or executives or whatever, their, their employment organization, um, everybody in HR belongs to, to, to their, to their association. And they produced this graph, like in 2018, in an article, a publication, a paper they put out about the shift that was taking place in the workplace. Very few people saw it. Nobody, I don't think hardly anyone paid attention to it. And COVID-19 and the work from home dynamics and everything that we've experienced in the last 18 months just poured a massive amount of gasoline on that fire, accelerated it, right? Right and uh and so it's interesting to 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 look at that trend so i'm excited to 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 get that out to you all i hope you're healthy i hope you're doing well everybody and uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode i hope it brought value to you and i will talk to you in the next one Thank you so much for listening. Are you getting my emails as well? Every week, I'm writing an article designed to strengthen your ability to lead others. Are you seeing these? If you're not, join the more than 5,000 people who are reading them. They've subscribed for free. Just go to RussHill.me. Start getting those weekly leadership articles at RussHill, my name, .me. At that site, by the way, you can also learn more about my online courses and coaching sprints if you've got interest in that as well. RussHill.me